Few things are harder than the mission of raising your kids. At The Dad Project, we get experienced dads to reveal what's worked for them, offering practical, time-tested advice. Being a successful dad is tough, and we're here to help you get it done. Welcome to The Dad Project. In this episode of The Dad Project, Trent Thomas discusses the need for dads to help their children grow in fortitude. Trent is a mathematics teacher in Melbourne, Australia. He and his wife have six children. The last half decade I've spent educating boys specifically between the ages of 14 and 18 years old. And fortitude and fatherhood is critical. But what is fortitude? It's the great virtue. The virtue of those in love. The virtue of those who are convinced. Those who are willing to take great risks for an ideal which is worthwhile. Let me give you an example. Elisa Camplin. She's an Australian Winter Olympian who won gold in Salt Lake City in 2002. She didn't even learn to ski until she was 20 years old. She approached the Olympic Winter Institute of Australia in 1994, and she just wanted to see the possibility of becoming an aerial skier. She practiced jumps in a pond, one hour's drive from the city of Melbourne. She worked three jobs, including teaching kids gymnastics and cleaning. She finally made it to the Olympic Games. What did she have to endure? Let me tell you some of her injuries. Broken collarbone, broken hand, separated shoulder, two broken ankles, torn Achilles tendon, torn ACL, and nine concussions. In 2002, in Salt Lake City, she was competing at the Olympics. At, this was against doctor's advice. She had injured herself after being caught by a headwind in training a few weeks before. At the time, she was told she had bone bruising. It was not until she was examined by doctors in Salt Lake City, that she discovered both her ankles were fractured. The doctors were amazed that she was walking, let alone planning to jump. She ended up jumping and winning the gold medal. When she was asked how she overcame so many difficulties, her response was simple. I had a plan. And then she added, a dream without a plan is simply a wish. Dads, we need to have a plan. And our plan needs to be grounded in a very strong virtue, and that's fortitude. And it is not a matter of performing superhuman actions, like Elisa to some degree, or discovering some unexplored territory, or rescuing 50 children from a fire. Things like this are only flights of fancy. What we can and must do is transform the simple things of every day into a chain of efforts, courageous acts, which may indeed become great and heroic expressions of love. It is for this reason we can say that courage is a great virtue for teenagers because by nature they are people with great ideals who want to change the world. In particular, if we teach our children to make great efforts to overcome themselves but fail to teach them what is right, they may in fact very successfully pursue wrong aims. So let me break down fortitude for you or courage. I'm going to use those two words interchangeably. Well, there's two parts usually when you talk about fortitude and courage. Endurance and enterprise. Endurance is the ability to stick at something. This is the long game we're playing. In our normal life, we find we have to resist certain difficulties. And when doing so, we know that this is for our own good. So sometimes we have to do things that are difficult, but they're important. They will help us in the long run. Consider a simple visit to the dentist. We know that if we accept a small discomfort, we can avoid potentially a severe or prolonged pain. In other words, if there is a clear objective, it is easier to put up with the passing difficulty. 
This is exactly where we can begin to teach the virtue of courage or fortitude to our young children. But we must not forget that there is more to it than that. The main problem we'll probably find in connection with this type of endurance is a tendency of most small children to live strictly in the present. So how do we overcome that? How do we get kids to see the long game? Well, in ordinary family life, there are many opportunities for children to resist an impulse or put up with discomfort and the knowledge that the results will be to their benefit. It's difficult, but it's possible. Children have to learn for themselves, really. It's self-reliance. We're not raising children. We're raising young adults, as James Stenson once said. And they have to learn what could harm them or be dangerous, influence them, and consequently they must establish their own rules for situations. This is why they must be taught to be prudent, to control their foolhardiness, as we have said, but also control groundless fears. Let me give you another couple of examples. Consider the fear of the dark. You know, there's two sort of ways one could take that. You could leave your kid locked up in a dark room and get them just to get over it. Or you could take the other option. You could say, right, I'm never going to let this child experience darkness. That's their, what they're afraid of. But the, to control the degree of fear and give whatever help may be necessary involves showing confidence in the child, encouraging him or her with affection, explaining the situation to him or her truthfully, and persuading them to make an effort gradually to overcome whatever fear they have. Here, common sense must be the guide, the objective being that the child should learn to overcome groundless fear and to be brave without being fooled hardly. Fortitude means accepting what happens to us in a sportsmanlike way, not passively trying to get some advantage out of even the most disagreeable situations. I just want to touch base on another little element of this, indifference. You know, it's easy to be indifferent today. A comfortable life, a life without sobriety, ends up being an exercise in selfishness. A selfish person, when he gets what he or she wants, enjoys a superficial satisfaction. When they do not get what they want, they just crumble and seek any kind of escape, whatever is at hand. We need to help children prevent themselves from being indifferent. And you have to be very demanding with them from a very early age. They must be able to make an effort to resist, whether it's a baby who cries for no reason at all, or the adolescent who is in the dumps because some friend has annoyed him. We cannot be indifferent. We need strong people, sturdy people, who are not afraid of pain, who can suffer in silence, who do not ask for sympathy, who are not afraid of sacrifice, who do not shrink with fright, who are fearless in the face of difficulties. Men without fear, who are not shy or selfish, who are never shocked by anything they see or hear. Maturity is courage. Energy and determination, not pride, they are two qualities of true virility. I'll give you another example. This is an example down under. In Australia, Brian Quinn of Coles Meyer, which is a large sort of equivalent of Walmart, was jailed in 1997 for fraud. He spent two and a half years spending four and a half million dollars of shareholders' funds. Now, four and a half million dollars doesn't sound like a lot of money now, but this amount of money was in circulation in the late 80s. It was a big deal. And a junior accountant unearthed that he was using his money, the money from the company, one of Australia's most respected businessmen, to renovate his bathroom. Not once, not twice, but multiple times. He was someone who once lectured corporate Australia on business ethics and in the end was found guilty of conspiring to bury in the Colesmeyer accounts the renovation costs of his home. It's unbelievable, but it wasn't for that junior accountant, that junior auditor, who had the fortitude to stand up, who wasn't going to be indifferent and stand up to the CEO of a company and make sure that the right thing was done. 
he would have rotted the system. But because of his courage, he serves as an example, his junior accountant, to many, many more people who were to come in corporate Australia and perhaps throughout the world to show them that you must take a stand. You must have a spine. You must have steel in your spine. The other element to fortitude is enterprise. If we are to attack and not simply defend, if we are to take great deeds involving sustained efforts, we need physical and moral strength. It is easy to see why sport always calls for this kind of strength of courage. And when I talk about enterprise, we need to have a bit of a sporting spirit and we need to sort of have the long game in mind. I'll give you another example. Jörg van Nonstrop was one of the first CEOs of Lego and he took over in 2004. And when I say he was one of the first CEOs, what I meant was he was one of the first CEOs that wasn't part of the founding Lego family. And an awful lot had gone wrong in Lego Group. Lego is the little building blocks that many of us had grown up using. And the company was in sales decline, reduced, they needed to reduce debt, and they needed to focus on cash flow. They had lost their way. It was a classic turnaround, and it required tight fiscal control, top-down management. At the same time, he had to build credibility. You can make a lot of things happen if you, if you are not viewed with suspicion. So he made sure he was approachable. There's an expression in Danish that they have. It translates to managing at eye level. But it basically means being able to talk to people where they're at. So strong leadership, simple executable ideas made a critical difference. Ultimately, he was determined with an answer to offer core products whose new, unique design helps children learn systematic creative problem solving, a crucial 21st century skill. We have a core business as our dad to bring up our kids with a realisation that there is a purpose for their life. And we need to have that enterprise managing at their eye level, showing them what they need to know to make sure that they have the steel in their spine to stand up, to be forthright, to take on new enterprises and stand up for what is good, true and beautiful. And there are, of course, difficulties in teaching fortitude. It is not unusual for parents to insist that their children do certain things which call for an effort. Children normally play some kind of sport and their physical strength increases by little. Yet there are certain important areas which frequently escape the attention of parents. We must mention the importance of providing children with opportunities, not only to do things requiring an effort, but also to learn to stand firm. Children must be encouraged to undertake on their own initiative activities that will improve them, that require continuous effort. They must be taught things that are really worthwhile and that they see to be important. They must be taught to take up a position, to accept certain principles, to be individuals capable of practicing what they preach and what they think, that is to be consistent. Parents must be aware of the need for improvement in themselves, as an example for the children as well as for its own sake. Before I finish up, I just want to talk a bit more about the communication of fortitude to our kids, the transmission. You know, over the last 30, 40 years, in human resources theory, you've seen the advent, advent of communications amongst politicians, companies. I'll give you an example. The large financial institution that I was working for 40 or 50 years ago didn't have any of these areas. They didn't have a shareholder management, communications manager and team. They didn't have a big human resources department. They didn't have a shareholder spokesperson. You see this with politicians. It's all about getting a message out there in sound bites these days. So the messaging is really important. And companies, politicians, a range of organisations have caught on to that. So the messaging we give our kids needs to be short, sharp, direct, firm, and truthful. But it needs to contain the virtue of fortitude. And we need to have strength to go against the grain. You know, the virtue of courage underlies the development 
of all the other virtues. In a world full of influences from outside family, many of them prejudicial to the personal improvement of our children, the only way to be sure that they survive as human persons worthy of the name is to fill them with an inner strength so that they will be aware of their capabilities and of the real situation surrounding them, thus being able to resist what is wrong and undertake what is right and make of their lives something noble, valuable and complete. Hey, thanks for listening to The Dad Project. If this talk was valuable to you, please go to our website at dadproject.net and make a voluntary one-time or recurring donation to help support our operations. Any amount helps. Catch you next time at The Dad Project.